0: These platforms, they change their algorithm to rank maybe one thing higher over the end. So you don't really have control over, you know, you spend all your time, like maybe creating this great piece of information um, that a person, you know, can share, get insights of, but at the end of the day, they're just scrolling through. What is gonna be that call to action to make them actually go and choose you and making sure that those services are created, making sure that the level of service for all there's all those products remain consistent.
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the IM CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Lamon Ben Trahorit of Live Lamon Fitness and Nutrition. Lamon, super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things that you're doing. And of course, before we do that, I want to read a little bit more about Lamont so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And fitness trainer, personal chef, and entrepreneur, Lamont is a wellness professional based in Arlington, Virginia. His business, Live Lamont, has been operating since 2018 and has gotten quite a bit of buzz. Lamont works with anyone who is looking to engage or re-engage with their fitness in a holistic and healthy way. And Lamont offers in-person training online training and meal prep services for his clients and Lamont's entrepreneurial journey has been unique and he hopes to continue to provide visibility and voice to the causes he cares about all while building a successful and sustainable business that the community can be proud of Lamont excited again to have you on the show my friend are you ready to speak to the IMCO community yes I am awesome well let's get it started then so to kind of kick everything off I know I touched on it a little bit like when I read your bio but I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started what I call your CEO story
0: yeah, definitely. So I, my path towards entrepreneurship started back in twenty eighteen, uh, wherein I was originally working in the corporate world. I was working for a legacy company, quasi government agency. Um, so, all well, that being said, a lot of bureaucracy. I was two years out of college. I really hadn't really found my 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 niche when it comes to where do i see myself going up the corporate ladder um throughout of college i went to business school i went to university of maryland and you know they kind of instilled this idea that you want to be on the corporate track you want to start that corporate ladder you want to start your 401k and you want to go 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 um but by the time i got um, my previous company also my last company i i really wasn't seen upward mobility towards myself so um long story short my contract wasn't renewed and i you know i was just like hey do i want to go back into the job field and you know keep trying to search for a place where i belong or can I take this risk? Can I take the the knowledge and experience I have, you know, doing business and working at different companies? Before I was in the corporate world, I had a multiple other positions in jobs. And so I said, hey, I'm, I, food and fitness have always been passions of mine. Where can it take me?
2: And I'm here today. Nice. I absolutely love that. I love that question that you asked, can I take this risk? And, and I think so many times um, when, you know, you start to look at the opportunities that you have, and especially when you quote unquote bet on yourself, it ends up becoming, um, you know, less and less of a risk when you look at, you know, something you're passionate about, the work that you put in. So when you don't see the opportunity to kind of um, see the fruits of your labor, sometimes in positions that we have previously, it ends up being like the only, the only opportunity that really can kind of, uh, I guess, uh, Quench our appetite, quench our thirst, so to speak. So, I wanted to drill down a little bit more. I know I touched a little bit on how you serve your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more of your intersection, how you serve the clients that you work with?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, the pandemic was interesting for me because I started my business in 2018, you know, two years into it, and we're in a global pandemic that shuts down everything you know and gyms took a big hit um the established brick and mortar gyms did but also you know for those of us kind of like in the fitness space who were just starting so um luckily though i was able to use my background in online marketing to kind of create online online services i started vert- offering online services where I would like document my workouts and kind of just put some of this information out for free um, and just more educate and like build a portfolio of content so that people would see me as a resource. And then when it got warmer outside, because I don't do outdoor winter sessions, but when when it did get warmer outside, um, starting maybe in around late March, I actually started offering outdoor sessions and it's been really helpful because um, Arlington has so many parks outside um, and there's just a lot of a lot of different Avenues to actually engage in fitness, um, not only in your residential buildings if you live in an apartment complex, but just around the community. So offering those services were really helpful um, just to attract different types of clients who could be more concerned or more at risk during a pandemic. So I really got to actually push myself, right? So instead of, you know, saying, oh, well, because uh I don't have access to a space anymore. Well, I guess I'm just gonna go and find like a remote job or corporate job. Um, I really just went head first and um, kind of pushed myself in these new ways as a trainer. I had to develop outdoor training, what's the best for an online program. Um, But I would say looking in retrospect, the experience really just made me a better personal trainer, but um, a better service provider for anything in the fitness space. Besides that, I do offer prepped meals. So. Pre-pandemic, I would actually like create meals macro-approved for my clients, and you know I was able to get some buzz and um, really kind of just explore the nutrition aspects of it. Right now, it's currently on hold, but um, fingers crossed there'll be some exciting news about bringing it back sometime in the fall or the winter.
2: Yeah, th- that makes so much sense. And and that kind of like segues me to the next question. And you might have already touched on this. I might be completely off, but tell me definitely if I am, where you had that background in, in the marketing that you mentioned. And like during the pandemic, that gave you a really big opportunity to show kind of like your authority, maybe without knowing it, just in, in being like an expert in all the things that you were doing. Do you think that kind of is, is a big part of what I call your secret sauce, the thing that you feel like kind of sets you apart and makes you unique from those other organizations?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think my backgrounds in marketing and um, logistics have just allowed me to kind of approach things from a more procedural method um, and to see what is the return on, you know, creating maybe an advertisement for like a social media platform, but also I think being an entrepreneur and being a CEO and trying to think more of a CEO, understanding that okay, not everything my the time I spend making an advertisement might not necessarily be the best to to gain more clients, right? Because that is for working on one platform. Let's say that platform is LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok. By the end of the day, you know, like if I'm working eight-hour days, and most times the entrepreneurial um, work hours is not—it's not a nine to five, right? It's pretty much continuous. But if i spend spending my whole day just creating advertisements and being on platforms for the potential to, you know, uh, have more brand exposure, expose more of myself, yeah, I'm attracting online people that use those platforms. But my, when you look at my clients, I'm my clients are not on those platforms as as consistently, right? So, what are the other types of um? marketing span I could have. Well, there is still face-to-face marketing. There there are networking events. There are business groups within the community that people can get to Get a part of yeah they usually don't have this knowledge or feel like oh these are people outside my cohort why would i engage but most of the time those are people who most need the service right um so definitely identifying those groups and um being better with my time right like instead of focusing on and initially especially back in 2018 back when you know these platforms they changed their algorithm to rank maybe one thing higher over there so you don't really have control over, you know, you spend all your time, like maybe creating this great piece of information um, that a person, you know, can share, get insights of, but at the end of the day, they're just scrolling through. What is going to be that call to action to make them actually go and choose you and making sure that those services are created, making sure that the level of service for all those products remain consistent long-term.
2: So Yeah, I absolutely love that. And so I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit, and uh, you might have already touched on this, but I want to ask you for, what well, maybe one of those books. It could be a book, it could be an app, it could be a habit that you have, but what do you feel like as a CEO hack that's made you be more effective and efficient?
0: Well, I think definitely audiobooks. So uh, I think a lot of the times, you know, I've had me myself and friends in the past, you know, they said, oh, I need the paper bound book. I, I because, you know, you see people with these lavish library collections have all these books and you go and just like, oh, this person's so smart. This person, you know, has all the time in the world. Then you're just like, why aren't I not doing this? And I think that's really been a very successful hack for me because um, it matches my learning style, right? So as a CEO, you have to understand your communication style. You have to understand how your clients want to be communicated with, but also how you learn, you know, how you adapt. And um uh, learning through through audio has been great um, because I can do it, can I can do it. It's I'm better at multitasking with it. Um and I I can pause. I can rewind. I, I can really take the time to to kind of like absorb the information as opposed to if I had the book feeling like, OK, I'm separating the time to just do this activity. Right. Um, so they say keep your eyes and ears open. <laughs> uh, and I there's another part to the same where I think it goes like you want your ears open more than your eyes most of the time. But I. Um, yeah, it's been a huge hack. It's allowed me to read multiple books um, a year. Um, so audiobook or or you can really find them on any platform. I know Apple has the iBooks or Amazon has the Audible. Both of those are great resources and there are a lot of business books on there. Um, and I try to read some not only just on purely on business, but things that kind of highlight other parts of of, of wellness, right? And, you know, not just my financial wellness, which is, you know, like the CEO's mornings, how to map that out, but like the books that I'm reading on mental health, on um, behavioral health, on emotional intelligence, those have been really key to developing relationships, understanding more about myself and, where I've, and how I can really take what I'm passionate in um, and kind of distribute that information to m- more people that might not have the vocabulary.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel like I heard it all the time, um, you know, especially when I was a kid, you have two years of one mouth for a reason is because you're supposed to listen as, twice as it, much as there you There we go. That's, speak. What, that's what it was. I knew it yeah. was something Yeah, I feel like I've heard it a lot when I was younger. <laughs> so that, that makes so much sense. But I love how you kind of, you know, translated that to first of all, like obviously your clients understanding how to communicate with them. So um, I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So you might have already touched on this, but this could be something you would tell your favorite client or. Or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self.
0: I would say, I would say, don't get too stuck on the the day-to-day. Vision is so important when you're a CEO. And and sometimes you'll have your process. And your process might be, well, I want feedback at the end of the day. I want the client to give me a positive review. But remember, you're not working for that review on Google or that review, that, that testimonial all the time you you're giving superior service and you're and you're going along your service and that's service is exceptional and sometimes it's the review that is not talked about or not shared that is actually the most powerful right definitely something that you know i would tell my younger self or like any other ceo is just like focus on on those bigger things instead of just like this person reviewed me or not or this didn't happen or not those are Those will be come so minute compared to the bigger vision and the direction of where you're going Um, and don't don't believe that oh because you didn't get a testimonial feedback that you know the process wasn't good or the person um, had ill intent, but it was more so that you completed the task, you know, there were no complaints. And honestly, no review is better than a bad review.
2: So <laughs> take that. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely echo that as, as well. Now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Lamont, what does being a CEO mean to you? for me
0: being a ceo i think is having vision and the ability to communicate that vision effectively across multiple mediums, and getting people to not only see your vision but mobilize and make it happen right so as a ceo you're going to wear multiple different hats you're going to know a lot about a lot about many things but that specific task it might not be the more conducive or efficient for you to do it on yourself. That's why being able to have your vision and, and adjust how you deliver your vision. So like that uh, person who's more in the tech space in the finance space and accounting or, or, or all these different verticals can, can really just understand and see applications to their own passion, right? The CEOs of today and the future, instead of, you know, just creating these massive companies that have a bunch of user data and sell you new products. It's kind of just like, how can we actually help people make more clear decisions? Right. Um, and something that's very important for me, you know, not just being in the physical wellness space, but it's also that that emotional wellness and that professional wellness. Right. Because they're so intertied, Right. Every CEO needs the ability to communicate their vision and galvanize people behind what they do because that might be a future partner, that might be a future employee, and you will never be able to wear all the hats at the same time. Um, you will be switching one by one by one by one. So um, that's definitely
2: um, probably the gold nugget. That was it, right? The nugget, other CEO, yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, Lamont, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a overview, find out about all the awesome things that you're working on.
0: Yeah. Well, first I just want to say thank you again for having me on this podcast. Uh, like I said, I think, you know, as I've continued my entrepreneurial journey, networking with people in the community and being, um, allowing yourself to to speak and you kind of build these relationships if they're in person or virtually is very important. Um, in terms of anyone listening to this, they can find me on Instagram at Live Lamont, my
2: website also at livelamont.com or on LinkedIn at my full name, Lamont Venture. Awesome, awesome, awesome! And to make it even easier, we're gonna have the links and information in the show notes too, so you can get a hold of Lamont, find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. But I absolutely appreciate that. Um, appreciate all the awesome things you're doing. Of course, sometimes we forget like how important connections and opportunities, building relationships, are. So I love that last piece too, because it's something that's often overlooked. But I love that you know that. Love that we have the opportunity to connect even more, and looking forward to the next time after this. Absolutely. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co.